Like Family with Brenda Donoghue. Hello and welcome to Like Family. No matter what we think or say or do, life moves on. Doors close, windows open and we wait to see how life will unfold. In Dublin Airport, Oksama and Zorana are waiting anxiously in the arrivals hall. Okay, Oksana, they'll be coming in any minute now. Let's hold the Ukrainian flag. I hold this side. Flowers ready? Yeah. Yeah, it's getting close now. Any minute now. And you can join the conversation on Twitter at Brenda Donoghue or email brenda at rte.ie. They're waiting for Oksama's mum and brother to arrive from Bucha in Ukraine. With the help of Google Translate, Oksama tells me all about leaving Bucha. I fled Ukraine on the 24th in February from Bucha. Uh, I haven't seen them for, for one month now. I'm very excited to see them soon, but I'm also very sad because my dad remains in Ukraine and I don't know when I'm going to see him. I miss uh, my boyfriend and my dad very much. So, Oksama, your hometown is Bucha, which we have seen on the telly. What was it like being here in Ireland, seeing those images? You know, Brenda, I am struck by the cruelty that I see as the pictures. My friends who were in Bucha said that it was so horrible that they already accepted they may die. I can't stop thinking how lucky I am and the images of people killed by Russian army on the streets where I walked as a teenager. The happy times when we walked to the park as a, as a family with my brother. I can imagine that we cannot do it anymore. My town became a grave for my innocent countrymen. It's very sad, I'm very sad. Have you thought about what you're going to say to your mom and brother? Uh, I tell them that I'm very glad to see them and I miss them very much and I love them. Oksama has been staying with her aunt Zorana since she arrived in Ireland. Zorana is living here 16 years. But she tells me what Oksama was like when she arrived here just over a month ago. You know, she arrived with my sister together and when I've met them it was like someone has stolen their souls you know their, their faces were absolutely dark they were in very deep shock and the next two weeks were very very difficult because the acceptance had to come of the situation for all of us you know for, for me here and and for them so your parents are where Zorana in the uh, Ternopil region and they won't leave my mom says uh, this is my land I've built this house brick by brick, and I'm not going. And for us, it's the most important to save young people. So young people may go, and we are the ones who must cook for the soldiers. So every day, they would meet with other women. They would cook traditional Ukrainian food, like varenike, and they would preserve the food to be sent to the front for the soldiers. I haven't seen my cousin, Oksana's mom. I haven't seen her for eight years. Wow. I know for Oksana it will be very important reunion. For me, it's going to be a very important one as well because getting emotional now. <laughs> You'll have floods of tears here with me. 
I grew up with Natalia, you know. In Ukraine, we are not we are not using word, word cousin. We use word a sister or a brother. We used to hang out together, go out, drink and smoke together. Of course. You know? <laughs> like teenagers do. Don't tell your mom. So... <laughs> I know at the background there yes. is a war and we are not forgetting that but I think we all need to look for some hope. I know that the minute they will be allowed it will be safe. I know they're gonna go back home. At this moment they don't know anything about their house back in Bucha. But you know what? The most important thing that they are alive that Irish people are amazing. I'm very fond of Paulo Freire as a philosopher, and he says that solidarity is an act of love, and that's what I witness, this solidarity that I witness that Irish people express towards Ukrainians. That's the act of love. I hope when they are coming through, we will see them smiling. I know it's going to be with a dust of sadness. When I'm talking about it, I, I already have this... Uh, my, my, my throat is closing, you know, from, from emotions and it feels like a wound in my heart because I know it's not a happy, jolly reunion, but it is a reunion, you know. Okay, Oksana, they'll be coming in any minute now. Let's hold the Ukrainian flag. It's getting close now. The flight has landed. Natalie and Dennis are making their way through the baggage hall. Everyone is starting to feel nervous. This is nerve-wracking, isn't it? You feel that as yeah, well? I can feel your nerves. That's even catching my breath now to think about it. Look, yeah, they're coming. Let's go that way. Let's go across Will the water land you. you. <laughs> so this is my cousin Natalia. Hello. <laughs> this is her son, Denise. Hello. Hello. I remember I was telling you that they were sick. I couldn't visit them one month ago. <laughs> and, and we were really, you know, sad about it because we really wanted to see each other at that time. And she says that we meant to meet. Just the occasion is very sad, you know. It's, it's happy and sad at the same time. Why are you exhausted? So she says, as always, he's a little bit taller. <laughs> I feel overjoyed, absolutely overjoyed <laughs> seeing them here. I don't think we smiled a lot in the past few weeks. But you know what, when we are smiling, we are hopeful that there will be peace soon. We'll be able to visit them back home in Ukraine. And staying in Dublin airport, only this time it's departures, it's the Grey family. You checked your Revolute now, you got the money for the Uber that I sent you. Yeah, have so money. You thanks for that, Daddy, I appreciate it. You're so good. Thanks. And yeah. you have your sleeping tablets. <laughs> <laughs> Mum and Dad, Anya and Eamon, are saying goodbye to their daughter Ashley, who's returning to Melbourne. With Covid travel restrictions, this has been a much longed for family reunion. But now she's going back and Ashley tells me why Australia is for her. I took four weeks off work, this is back in 2015 I'd say, jetted off to Thailand, I had a friend in Sydney and she said, well, if you're halfway this across the world, come over and visit me and I did two weeks travelling up the sunny east coast of Australia and I just remember the sunshine, the laughs, the smiles on people's faces that I've never seen before and I came back that January and I said, oh, sorry guys, I think there's something else calling me and 
by May 2016 then I had booked my flights and flew off and I think I was bye and they were all crying at the airport <laughs> I was so excited it was shattering absolutely <laughs> shattering our son had only moved out six months before to move in with his girlfriend and then she came back and said dad I'm, I'm going and I tried to convince her I think for the first six weeks she left the door I slept in her bedroom you know I, I just couldn't believe it but now six years later with the way the economy is gone and everything it's like wouldn't have her back much better opportunity and she's happy look at her she's absolutely gorgeous what is the pull of Melbourne you can tell the family connection here is incredibly strong I think friends I think that's a different thing your friends become your family because you don't have family over there so you create a much stronger bond with your friends and Christmas Day last year we all sat on the balcony and all had a big sing song with the guitars and there are moments I don't think we appreciate when we're back home in Ireland as much. How many states and territories are there in Australia? God I just went blank I think there is (laughs) six states and two territories. (laughs) Going back this time you're actually going to make a statement because you're taking the Australian citizen exams on the Friday when you land. I've had great fun being at home this time because I went down to County Clare and sat with Nana and Mum and we all studied for the exam. So if anyone needs to know how many senators are in Australia, it's been great fun learning all about it. But um, hopefully, fingers crossed, hope everyone sends me a wish, the fact that I pass. And then hopefully I'll have my actual passport in the next couple of months as well. Can I come back to mum and dad, citizen exams? Yes, it's permanent. Like she has her own dog over there, you know, she's got her own apartment, so we know it's long term. Did it come as a shock when Ashley left? How was that for you, particularly when you work so hard to bring them up? Devastating. Like it's not what you, you think. I mean, my parents were Irish, met in England, came back to Ireland, then went back. And, and I suppose we're, we're used to that as an Irish thing. We never saw what was happening in Ireland, which is that when these guys get jobs, they all know it's, it's not a lifetime job. When we started off in the building societies, it was a career. They don't have that anymore. And for these guys, it's transient. For both of you back home, is it quieter around the house? You fall in love. <laughs> All over oh, again. <laughs> fall in love. And look at this beautiful, gorgeous young lady in front of me. Anyway. Oh, heartbreaking this morning. Tears will come at some point in a few minutes. Absolutely devastating. It'll be an emptiness now, won't it? Yeah, very, very quiet. Very lonely for a while. Um, I won't have my wine partner to drink in the day. She should be missed. Uh, it'll be very, very, very quiet. I think leaving the airport here, you're kind of got a sense of guilt. You know, we get this privilege of coming over and as they, they used to call me the hurricane, this time they said I was very settled. But you, you do have that sense of, God, it's hard coming home and then I need to leave and you know they're going to be sad. And I think that's where the guilt comes from. I'm so grateful to be able to travel. I think we never probably would have said that in the past before COVID. It does take the heartache out of it a little bit because there's always the hope, I think, hoping of next time you're coming home. Very privileged to get home and be able to give them a few more hugs. And as Ashley makes her way to the departure gates, there's time for one last precious hug. Ready to say goodbye and uh, we'll see you in nine, seven months from me. Yeah.
Yeah, we're we'll track your flight now through what is the flight, flight radar? radar. Love you loads, mate. Love you so much, and thank you for everything and okay. all my fillet steaks and yeah. my taxi lifts. Send us the WhatsApp when you hit Doha. And is it Doha? Yeah. Doha flight Doha, is Doha, and then I'll the be flight radar, the flight into flight radar from our we You'll out. probably be asleep okay. by the time Love I get my baby grandma. And give Nana a big hug for me too. I promise I will. Right, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Sweetheart, okay? Mm-hmm. Good girl. See you soon. Bye. 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 <gasps> oh, coffee time, I think. Yeah, definitely. Oh my God, I just hate these moments, though I do. So, but look, we'll get through it. Bye. <laughs> That can go to your parents, that can go in the bin, we don't have to bring that because you can get another one. We should have a good bit of cleaning to do, so. Um, yeah. Well, the ensuite, the, the ensuite, the main bedroom and the main bathroom are all done, so it's just the kitchen, sitting room and the spare room that we have to do, and then swap the chest of drawers back, and then we'll be done. That's Neve and Eamon, and they are moving the final bits and bags out of the apartment they rented in Churchtown. Also living with them is their little baby Sloan and dog Monty. As much as they would love to buy in the area, house prices are just too high. It was always the dream to buy in Dublin and stay in Dublin. I'm from Kilkenny originally. He's from Churchtown, born and bred. So we were going to stay around here. Right now, we could just about afford to get a house. But then there's that financial pressure of when we're 60 and we want to kind of start to wind down. And maybe one of us wants to take time off or whatever. You actually won't be able to do that because you still have this massive mortgage on your head until you retire. And we just, we didn't want that kind of stress all the time like what happens heaven forbid if someone got sick or whatever like it was just always going to be sitting there and we just decided no like for the sake of hopping on it and having the house versus actually having a quality of life and being happy we decided we'd take a break and step back away from it until it all settles really we, we met through work our previous employment yeah. if he's not giving me any detail you're gonna to have to give me the detail um, so I lived in America for a little while and I came home and I went to work in company in Dublin. When I was brought around the office on my first day, introduced to everyone, his name is the only one that I wanted to remember. Aww. And, uh, sure, not really kicked off at the Christmas party like every cliche that there is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a couple of months later at the Christmas party, I finally got a bit of chat out of him because he was very shy. So. Yeah. And I talked to him all of it, talked back to me. So yeah. that's where it all started, really. I'm looking at your apartment here and obviously <laughs> you're just clearing it out. It's such a horrible job. But can you see beyond this moment and imagine what you want for your life, for your family with Salome? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like, like obviously we want Salome to have siblings and stuff, but even just growing up closer to her cousins and that, because like, I come from a huge family. So I always grew up with all the family around me and my sister has two little boys as well and they're absolutely crazy about her any chance they get they ask and they have her for the night so that'll be a lot more possible now that we're closer (laughs) and they'll be getting her more than they think they will (laughs) standing here in the living room about to leave like i can already see where the bassinet was when we brought sloan home first because this was her first home and when we had monty as well our little dog and he was running around and he loved it and being out in the balcony barking at the pigeons and I think the biggest thing is that it was her first home and it was our first home as a family as well with her here and just being close to his parents as well, being able to walk up the road with her in the buggy and stuff was lovely. And their memories that you'll never forget. Whoever gets it will be lucky. Is that to go out? Yeah, don't forget this. It's all the cables and the wires off the electronics so nothing's going to work when we get down there. Oh, my God. Take that out, so. I think for me, I am quite emotional about it as well. 
just because it's not what we had pictured and it all kind of happened quite quickly, the change and the move and everything. So it's a lot to just that we had pictured our life up here and we brought Sloan home to this apartment and that and now it's a totally different life and I don't know what to expect and it's kind of apprehensive even though it's, it's where I'm from and stuff I still don't know what it's going to be like the whole plan's after getting turned on its head and there's, there's anxiousness but there's excitement as well and it's all a bit up in the air but we're just going to take it as it goes now is that it now all the rooms are empty everything's gone 100% yeah that's it Jesus it's mad to see it all so clear it hasn't looked this big in a while with all the stuff that we had are you ready? Yeah, let's, let's lap it up. Become a country local. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's it now. It's all done. You ready? New life begins. Yeah. Lock up the apartment. Lock it up. Maureen, look at this. Oh, three tiny, tiny baby. Ducklings, oh God, just walking in front of us. Precious little moments, oh my God. Maureen Smith and Maureen Dunn, the two Maureens, both in their mid-70s, both living in Baldoyle and both want to downsize. But first, they tell me about their friendship. My relationship with Maureen is like, I could tell her I nearly murdered someone and I know she'd never, ever say anything. You could just pour your heart out to her. She always listens. Just that magical moment that you can go with someone and you don't have to explain yourself. That's what you need, I think. As you get older, especially through COVID, you find out who your real friends are. I went through a very bad time, tragedy in my daughter. It was a tragic accident when she was 20. And shortly after that, I was in a desperate place. And Maureen came along. She gave me a gift of a six weeks women's health program. and. That was just a new beginning for me, and it's Maureen. You know, she's so kind and so thoughtful about people. We've got closer, actually, as we've got older. So sitting in their favourite seat, overlooking the Baldile estuary, they tell me why they want to downsize. OK, well, I'm living in a three-bedroom detached house on my own, and the upkeep of it is really out of my reach now financially. And it's quite lonely, it's quite lonely, so I think I would like to be in a smaller dwelling close by with people around me that are of my own age and that we could kind of help one another but unfortunately builders never come in to build anything like that it's always catering for apartments so the senior senior way of life is never taken into consideration if you want to downsize there is no choice here for you so your senior years should be your best years i feel a lot of people end up in nursing homes before their time actually you're kind of left there, you're non-exist, you don't exist, you're invisible. That's the way I feel, I'm invisible. My situation is the same, like I have a three-bedroom, semi-detached house. I just find now I have a big extension because, you know, I had a lot of children, so <laughs> I needed a bigger place, but now it's too big because I'm on my own. So both of you are in your mid-70s, do yeah. not look it, of course. But what is it that you visualise for your future? Well, I could visualise that I was living my best life in my senior years in a community setting, that every area should have a community setting for seniors downsizing from their houses where they live, no matter where they live. As you get older, that it's relevant to your ageing process, that it means that the doors are right, that the steps are right, that your handrails are right. So it's already there. I actually drew a little plan out. I drew it in a, um, a design out that I thought what I would like to live in. And I put it on paper and I, it's so simple. I'm not an architect, but I thought, oh my God, all the people that I know, they would just love it. And I know if I got together with a builder, 
I could give him some great ideas. It's, it can be very emotional, actually. I would like to see change coming, that they think of the seniors in planning and building and in the future. We haven't been thought of before. There's a need to look outside the box and just cater for the, the, the older people. What would it mean to you both to be able to downsize, stay in your own community and enjoy the best years, as you said, Maureen? It'd be a new awakening, a new light and a new awakening to share that my final years with the people around me that I, I'd love and cherish and enjoy. The old countries, they did. The older people were the most important people. That's gone, it's lost. Well, I think I'd, if I sold my house, I'd be giving a new family a chance to buy a house in the area, in a great area with all facilities. Where are all the men in Baldoyle if you're both single? I'm not looking for anybody, Brenda. No. I think my life is pretty full. Cause finally the tables are starting to turn Talking about a revolution want to make a change. What about a revolution here? We'd like to meet other people who think like us. Maybe we can make it happen. I know in, in your 70s you think, oh my God, not for me. But you know, you never give up. A new awakening will happen out of it. Maybe thinking that people downsize is a new beginning. And dreaming as well is part of it all. So I have my best friend here with me who, who will dream with me. <laughs> yeah, we have something to talk about every day. <laughs> Talking about a revolution, oh, 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 no. Talking about a revolution, oh, 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 no. Alexa, play As It Was by Harry Styles. As It Was by Harry Styles. I think it's an amazing song for our wedding. What do you think? Yeah, it'll get the, it's not your normal first dance song, but I think it'll get everyone going and up on the dance floor and set a good tone for the wedding. Yeah, it's not slow, isn't it? It's perfect, that's what we need. Fingers crossed, people will start dancing straight away. I am loving the first dance choice of Maria from Ukraine and Michael from Kildare. They're getting married in five days' time. And between their two sons, Mason and Hugo, Maria's sister and her son from Ukraine, and Michael's parents, it's a full house. But the war has impacted on all of them, including their three-year-old son, Mason. Mason, can you tell me what happened in Ukraine? Uh, the people are shooting there. <gasps> people shooting there? Why is it shooting there? They're fighting for territories. Territories? Oh, who's taking the territory? The you know? bad guys. <gasps> the bad guys? Oh, and who's protecting Ukraine? Army. Army, Ukrainian army. Maria and Michael really feel that their wedding is something for their families to look forward to. But how did they actually meet? We met each other seven years ago in Riverbank coffee shop. So I was worked there. Uh, Michael was coming over for lunch uh, nearly every day. Feed him there and feed him, still feed him now. <laughs> what as, do you remember, a, Michael? When I saw her smile first, it was caught straight away. I think we just connected and then after a few weeks I picked up the courage and asked her out then seven years later here we are getting ready for a wedding two little lads very good seven years Marie how did you end up in Ireland what happened I live in Ukraine in Luhansk it's not far away from Russia we had a notice by the government that you have to leave our territory immediately so we pack everything as we could uh, bit by bit we kind of moved to Kiev first and then from Kiev and up here in Ireland 
Uh, I never thought I was gonna live here, like, you know, let's find a new home here and new friends, because when you leave the country, it's just, you're leaving everything behind you. Family, friends, everything. <laughs> Maria, how difficult has the last couple of months been for you? I probably never forget the 24th of February. My mom rhymed me and said, Maria's world star. It was hard for me to understand what's going on because I was, had to look after the kids. I was worried about all my family. I tried to ring everyone and see if everyone's safe or not. My brother-in-law as well. Like, I can see how his son is growing here with his mother, but they can't see each other, you know? But because I have... Oh. That's okay. <laughs> because it's very, very important how to see kids grow. First smile, first teeth, or first, like, start to crawl and walk. It's, like, very important for the parents. And I know it's as a couple, like, we went through it. And I know he's there in Kiev, and he tried to help her, but he can't. But life is moving. We can't stop to live. We can't stop enjoy. We have to keep moving. So that's why I decided to go ahead, keep my family here happy, try to distract them a little bit, not look in the news, and try to do something different. Hopefully, they will enjoy the day and a little bit distract from the war, I suppose. With everything that's been going on and the last few months, it's just kind of made us closer and stronger and can't wait till next Friday to see you walking down the aisle. We'll have a great day. Uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see all the family together. Um, kids up in the church and... Oh, <laughs> to keep me more emotional. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it'll be a beautiful day. As all the family are in the house, Maria and Michael have a surprise for them. Michael, it's over to you. So I suppose we've got a, a big event next Friday. Already gone, already gone. <laughs> With Maria's story, we've had a few years of fighting for her to get something. And um, that's the thing, just to show that Maria is now an Irish citizen. Oh my God! Oh, you beat wow. that fantastic news. Oh my God! Well done. So, yeah, this is something we, I suppose, been a long time coming. We were hoping that it might happen before the wedding, and thankfully it came in the post this week. Part of the refugee system, it's a long process. I've just shown my parents this was a surprise for them, so that Maria is actual Irish citizen. So, um, so they have an Irish and Ukrainian daughter-in-law. <laughs> oh, we're so proud. We're so happy for you, Maria, and we love you to bits from day one. We knew you were the person for Michael. And look at we love you to bits. Love the whole family. Love your family that have come from Ukraine. Love them to bits as well. Wish you the very best. Both of you, you deserve it. We are all one big family. And I'm very, and I'm, and I'm very proud to be part of this family. That's it from this edition of Like Family. Best wishes to Maria and Michael and thanks to all the families who talked to me and thank you for listening.